Hi, this is Savio. I've been seeking answers to some of life's most perplexing questions my entire life. In 2014, I was diagnosed with stage 3 cancer. And ever since, I realized my calling existed outside of what I knew to be familiar. This podcast is home for survivors like myself and those who yearn to build resilience in their mindset and live their best life. In Season 3, the show includes a mix of coaching sessions followed by interviews with those from all walks of life who have been successful in the wellness, business, media, and travel industries. The intent is to show the human experience in its rawest form so that others may glean insight. Nothing is rehearsed. As a board-certified wellness coach, number one best-selling author, and syndicated columnist, my job is to ask the deep questions of those trying to make sense of their place in this fractured world. I believe life speaks to us in different ways. Many of us listen, but don't know how or where to begin. As someone who has crossed the bridge between life and death, I say simply, begin where you are now and get busy living. If you liked today's episode, I would appreciate it if you could share it. Be sure to tag me at The Human Resolve so I can reciprocate in kind. So without further ado, welcome to The Human Resolve Podcast. Today's podcast guest is Valerie David, actress, playwright of The Pink Hulk, and three-time cancer survivor. As Valerie states, I don't look at it as why me and poor me. I look at cancer as helping me become the strong woman that I am, and the vulnerable woman that I am, and the woman who speaks her truth and speaks her mind. This episode is dedicated to Valerie's father, David Nissim David. Hi, Valerie. Good to see you. Hi. Good to see you, too. Thank you for having me on. Sure. So what would you like coaching on? I know exactly what I want coaching on, and I think you will help me. So here's what's been happening. I lately have been waking up with a lot of anxiety. Uh, It is sort of the uh, fight or flight response, uh, palpitations of my heart, my heart racing. I'm sure my blood pressure has been really high. And I just want to try, and I, you know, I meditate in the mornings, but obviously, obviously, Savio, um, it's not working. I have to set it up. And I think there's a lot of extra pressure right now. Um, my father is not well. I, in fact, have my PET scan tomorrow for a checkup, having a lot of anxiety about that. And uh, also the world events going on is really waking up to that, going to bed with that my heart is breaking. It's also very similar to my father's story of having to escape escape Iraq in 1941 due to religious persecution, leaving with what they could carry only. And I just feel like the world events have prompted more anxiety and then also having the empathy with my father and and people going with what's going on. So I just... I can't seem to quiet the noise that I can usually do. And I think that's really affecting my day because it's not enough right now. I, I, I don't, I have to step it up and I don't really know how, and I don't want to be in that fight or flight, uh, uh, state of mind and physical state because I, it's hard to calm. I need to calm and, 
need to get more grounded. And if I don't start off my day grounded, then it affects the rest of my day into the evening and then my sleep at night. And we know as cancer survivors, you and I, that rest, sleep, and decrease of any stress level is critical to our survivorship. So what I'm hearing from you is there's a lot going on in your life, a lot of world events going on as well, a lot of personal challenges that causing anxiety, and you just can't find a way to quiet that noise. Correct. That is correct. Very, very worried about my father and things are not looking well with his health. And it's, it's, and that's been going on since the fall of 2021. But now we are entering a different phase. Almost each week, things are changing. So yes, you are correct. So Valerie, what would be a really fantastic outcome for today's conversation? I think to realize that it is okay to feel this way. I'm not going to deny that I feel this way. I'm not going to admit that everything is hunky-dory. It is what it is, and I have to recognize that. And I'm not going to suppress that. But it would be nice for the outcome to be where I can handle this a little bit better psychologically and physically. And I think that would be the best outcome to acknowledge it and know that it's there, not deny it, not to suppress it. But what would be the best way to deal with it? So not denying it and finding ways to deal with it appropriately. Yes, correct. Thank you. Have you ever experienced similar feelings in your past before? Yes, I have. And they have centered around cancer because I've had cancer three times in my life. And I think that the first time, and we are cancer twins, same diagnosis diagnosis of uh, non-Hodgkin's lymphoma stage three. And I think the first time I was diagnosed with cancer, that will, that will always reign as the supreme time of complete anxiety. And then the third time was also high up there because luckily I have no evidence of disease right now, but I was diagnosed with stage four metastatic breast cancer the day my show, The Pink Hulk, my solo sh- award-winning solo show was opening up in Portland, Oregon to, um, at, you know, to perform in front of the audience. And then I'm finding out that I have stage four cancer, which was mind blowing. And I think also I had a lot of anxiety when I started the medication for stage four metastatic breast cancer oral medication and reading all the side effects and all of the, the, the ISI and, and so worried about what symptoms were going to form from that. So a lot of my anxiety has stemmed from cancer. So yes, I have had that before. What were what was happening in your body at that time when you think back? I think that the I think stress had really affected me and I you know I don't look at it as why me and poor me. I look at cancer as helping me become the strong woman that I am and the vulnerable woman that I am. 
and the woman who speaks her truth and speaks her mind. So I think that for me, going through all this has really changed me as a person and also helped me become more empathetic. And there's something that I always live by, a wonderful phrase that my uh, former teacher of acting school, Tracy Trevette, had passed in 2008. And we talked a lot. And one thing she always said to me was, I need my tears to get to my steel. And I always thought that was such a brilliant thing to say, because it's saying it's okay to cry, you know, um, and it's okay to feel these emotions, because it's only going to build us up and and make us have steel inside as well as a soft heart. So have you allowed yourself to, to, to cry with all that's going on? Um, I have, but Savio, I will admit at select times, <laughs> um, which is probably not the best thing because my persona is the pink Hulk the, the show is the pink Hulk one woman's journey to find the superhero within. So I have a persona like people don't call me by Valerie anymore. They're like, Hey, pink Hulk. Hey, hi. Hey, 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 PH. Um, and I love that. And it makes me so happy. However, lately I've not been feeling the pink Hulk mojo of strength. I've been feeling a lot of vulnerability and I feel like there's a pressure for me to have to have this persona of strength. And I think because of what's happening with my father and the fact that I always have to have checkups every six weeks for the rest of my life, and then these PET scans every six months, which again is tomorrow, um, that, that it's, you know, my favorite analogy of how I feel, Savio, I loved the movie Superman, the first one that came out with Christopher Reeve. And there is this scene that I so identify with where Margot Kidder uh, uh, is, um, uh, you know, uh, Lois Lane is dangling from a helicopter and she starts to fall. And then all of a sudden, Christopher Reeve as Superman scoops her up and she's like, you've got me, but who's got you? And I always felt like the Superman wanting to carry everyone. But now lately I felt like, who's got me? I, I need some, uh, I need some care. I need some self care. I need the support, but sometimes I'm afraid to ask for it because of the pink Hulk persona of Valerie. David has to be this strong person and I want to be there for people and strong for people. And it's such a gift that literally almost every week and even happening right before this conversation, someone reached out to me to say that they, they are pretty sure that they're, they're going to be having a cancer diagnosis and it doesn't look good. And can I talk to them? And absolutely. I, I will. I always will. I, someone else from high school had someone reach out to me last week about their cancer diagnosis and there's nothing greater in the world joy that I get in helping other people especially newly diagnosed to show them that as stage four I have no evidence of disease and all that I want to do is give people hope 
and say to them, it's going to be okay. And I'll do anything to help them. So it is my, my greatest joy to help people. Uh, and so I feel that, that, that will always, I, that's the mission of the pink Hulk and the mission of Valerie David. What are some of the expectations you think people have of the pink Hulk? That she doesn't cry. <laughs> uh, and I'm actually the biggest crier. Uh, I even cartoons like puff the magic dragon or Charlotte's web. I cry. I think the expectation is that she never has a bad day. She never cries. She's always happy. And, and she never has a bad day. And I, I think that I truthfully put those expectations on myself. I think that I'm probably guilty of that uh, more than people do think that of me. So it, it, it's a wonderful thing to have people turn to you. And I'm grateful for that. So I think the expectation is she always flies around New York City with her cape, passing by Spider-Man with his web, you know, going from building to building. I'm like, hey, Spider-Man. So that I'm in the superhero. Uh, hey, Iron Man, I, I, I see you. And then, of course, the Hulk, you know. Hey, my green Hulk. Uh, I'm your pink Hulk your counterpart hello so uh i think that is sometimes the expectation and if people and i saw... don't mind that i don't mind that i mean i i love that i do and and i i, I want to live up to that i want to live up to that superhero persona and i think a fear of disappointing people and if people saw that mask come out what would happen i think that i would be embraced and loved and hugged and cared for I have no doubt about that. So what does Valerie need right now in her life? I think that I just need, you know, we can't predict what's going to happen in life. And I think I, I wish I need a crystal ball that I could see what's going to happen with my health in the future, what's going to happen with the world and, and world events and what's going to happen to my dad and I wish I could get that crystal ball, but I know that that's an impossible ask because that's never going to happen. But I think what Valerie needs is to keep living in the moment and not projecting ahead with the noise of, of what's happening around me. And also to not look back either on the sadness and dwell on the past. And I think having joy in every moment like I'm feeling such joy talking with you right now so thank you for that but I I want that joy to permeate more in the moment and I think that sometimes that drifts away because of the worries that I have right now do you feel that you know you likened saying hi to Superman and saying hi to <laughs> the Green Hulk and saying hi to Iron Man <laughs> Do you think those superheroes always know sort of the end result? No. And I have to also do a shout out to Wonder Woman. <laughs> She's Wonder also Woman. great. And Batman. Um, I, I know that they're not going through great times. And that's why I love the superhero genre. 
because they all came from having something traumatic happen in their lives. Superman had to come to Earth because his, you know, the planet Krypton blew up and he lost his parents. Batman lost his parents. Wonder Woman lost Paradise uh, Island. Um, the Hulk got radiated from an accident at the laboratory. Um, Spider-Man got bitten by a very nasty spider. Uh, and uh, here in New York, we have roaches, so, but they don't bite. But um, no, that was a, a joke. Uh, finding humor. That's it. That's the other thing, trying to find humor in all of this, in all of our lives. So I know that superheroes have had bad days. And even in, in you see in the movies, they are conflicted. A Spider-Man had a, a dark Spider-Man takeover, uh, alter ego, same with Superman. So I know that those superheroes, they have a bad day too and wish they could like, you know, kick back a gin and tonic or a glass of wine and say, I've had a bad day today. So what makes you um, think that, or how do you, how do you feel or how do you know that sort of what keeps them going forward? That They're helping people that they keep helping people and they never lose sight of who they are in the end. In the end, you always get the happy ending someone's rescued a country is uh saved um a uh you know the cat is rescued from the tree by the fireman and i think that their core and my core is happy and is strong and i think that's what i hold on to that no matter what I'm proud of who I am. I'm proud of what I've done. And I'm proud of what I will do. And same with the superheroes. They always find a way to make it work. And through the pain, they keep going. And that's what I am going to keep doing. Is there any um, wisdom you can resource from their lives? that can help you right now? Yes. Um, I think help getting help from other people. That's why we have the Avengers. It's a team of superheroes that know that they can't go it alone uh, and that they bond together and each one has their own strength. Uh, you know, there's the bow and arrow, there's the flying, there's the Thor hammer, um, there's the web. So they all bond together. And I think what I come away with all of this and in my own life is to never be afraid to ask for help and never be ashamed to ask for help. And that, you know, going it alone is something that would be best if you say to yourself, I can go it alone, yet I'm not afraid to ask for help and get those superheroes behind you, whether it's your family helping you, your friends, your doctors. Uh, and I think that is wisdom that I'd like to pass on and that I've learned is to 
never be afraid to ask for help, get therapy, support groups, whatever you need to get through cancer or anything through life. It's, it's, there's so much more going on in the world. Uh, you know, I, I often talk to my high school friends, even that the worst thing that happened was we caught someone smoking in the bathroom or I would take my car and go out to lunch and sneak off, you know, that, that was the worst thing that ever happened when I grew up. And so, and I think too, to find joy in your life and finding activities to help you, whether someone wants to run a mile or write a book uh, or, um, you know, just sing or act or improv or become a doctor, just finding your passion is also the key to happiness as well and not denying that passion following your dream. So if you asked for help, what would be some of Valerie's wants? Well, I would want to be able to do the Pink Hulk even more than I'm doing now. My want would be to bridge performing the show with more talkbacks that I love doing post-performance, raising more funds to help cancer organizations and other organizations. So I would want to keep going with the Pink Hulk and not just that, but also my second solo show that's in development, Baggage from Baghdad, which is about my father fleeing Iraq in 1941 from a religious uprising. Uh, it was a, pro a pogrom of the Middle East that's a forgotten part of history that's happening as we speak leaving with what they could carry. So I think with that solo show as well, my second uh, superhero goal is not just helping people with cancer and giving them hope, as I am a three-time cancer survivor, a stage four survivor, you know, had non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, stage three, stage two breast cancer, stage four metastatic breast cancer, that to give people hope and also with baggage from Baghdad that we need more tolerance and acceptance of who we are and we shouldn't be repelled by people's differences but celebrate them. Valerie, earlier you mentioned, you know, you're a meditator but you still can't shake off some of this anxiety. Mm -hmm. Is there anyone in your life that you admire who you think is doing a really good job at that? My father. My father. Your father. He's amazing. He was in the hospital for seven weeks, all at the same time. COVID, MRSA, C. diff, a UTI, his lungs collapsed, he has fluids in his lungs, his cancer spread everywhere, and he suffers from Alzheimer's. Any one of those could have killed him, and he's still with us. Never complains. Never, ever complains. And he's my inspiration, and I so admire him. And he's funny. You know, I was just visiting, and, you know, he. we were talking about the Olympics, and 
I shot a video his honor called my dad things I wished I could say to you <laughs> and I said it and it was very funny all the funny stories from childhood where I had a party and uh, while they were out of town and my dad's like the neighbors called and then the neighbors never called he tricked me into saying that I had a party and all and I was like that's brilliant dad and all the funny things and when I showed it to him and one of the things I say in the video is I am my father's daughter and he goes yes a, a vehement yes and then he said nice very good and um, it meant the world to me and he's been you know suffering with prostate cancer for many years and he's still with us and he's such a fighter and he's so feisty and I love it. You know, I, I love his feistiness and he, you know, he's, he's a fighter and he makes me a fighter and he's fought since he was eight years old, leaving, fleeing Baghdad. He's been a fighter. And so is that whole, my father's family, as well as my mother's family. I credit both my mom and my dad for my strength. And lately with my father, I just, I'm in awe of him. I really am. What do you think your father would tell you? What, what kind of advice would he give you? He'd probably go, Valerie. You know, a simple shrug. It is what it is. And he'd say, Valerie, you got to keep going. There's nothing to do but to keep going because I did once ask him Savi I was like dad how are you dealing with all this I'm like I'm like crying and scared and you're just I, I said well, how do you do that and he just goes eh. shrugged his shoulder so he actually did do that uh, that's the best advice anybody could ever give you eh. just keep going so I, I I just love life I mean he all the nurses and doctors loved him and he joked around with them and he was like the mayor of the ward, you know, the, the hospital. And when he finally was released, everyone just was so happy for him and just, they love my dad and he jokes with the nurses and they always say he's got the best disposition of a patient I've ever seen. Cause you know what? He doesn't act like a patient and, and I've learned from him and, strongly believe we're not victims we choose to be victims i am not a victim my father's not a victim cancer patients survivors we're not victims we're thrivers mm. so if you're a thriver what would be a step in the right direction with all this anxiety all this stuff that's happening to you in your life i think a step in the right direction would be to maybe start journaling a little bit more, uh, writing about it a little bit more, like step up the, the meditation, maybe have it by, be five hours long. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, well, not really. I'm not really good at um, Just um, try to do some self-care. I think that the other thing that I've learned a lot is setting boundaries uh, I think that's really important. And I think another thing that I learned was 
two things, stay focused and stay in your lane, which means just to keep going on with what you need to do. And I think that, you know, especially we, when it's hard for me to say no to people and it's like, and then you make excuses of you. Oh, I, I'm sorry. I can't come to the show tonight. I I've got so much to do and da, 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 and da, 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 da. And you make all these excuses and all you need to just say is, I'm so sorry. No, I'm, I'm not able to. Um, I don't, I think th- someone said to me, and it's not a negative thing. It's not a negative thing. But saying no is a complete sentence, I think, is also something really important that it just is no. It doesn't have to have 10,000 excuses why. And I think that to be able to find the joy like I I've been doing like I will tell you something that I think stepping it up really helps is getting out of your comfort zone and pushing yourself and recently I took a theater dance class I can't even tell you how long it's been since I've taken a class and I will tell you Savio I almost left left the class first of all we're doing stretches and the teacher's like okay everybody put you know stretch put your nose to your knee and I couldn't even get close to putting my face to my knee and then then they're like and then after that go into a split and I was like been able to do a split and I started crying through my mask because I was like looking around me and I remember I said to this guy uh before class I'm like oh I love your dance shoes where did you get them he's like oh I didn't get them they were given to me when I was uh in Newsies on Broadway and I was like nope I was like uh okay this is supposed to be beginner theater dance and I literally Savio I literally fell while I was dancing in front of the whole class, because we were going two by two, you know, like doing layout, blah, blah, blah. And it was my turn. And it was to the song Hot Lunch Jam from Fame. And I was all excited. It was like uh, macaroni and bologna, to the fact of favorite dish. And I'm like gliding across the floor. And I fell an epic fall. And everyone around me like ran and scooped me up. And I was like, was mortified but you know what I got up I finished the class I rocked it I rocked it and I made a joke and I was like oh I'm Olive from uh, from Little Mary Sunshine you know but Olive finished her dance too in that movie so I was got out of my comfort zone and pushed myself and the the tears were stopped by the mask because we were all masked during the class. And I got up and I finished the class and used my humor, cracking jokes, you know, and, um, and I did it. And, um, and I think that was so such a lesson to me to, you know, I fell, we're all going to fall, but I got up and I finished the class. And then even uh, recently I went to a theater group in person uh and i hadn't been there in so long and i was nervous to go by myself and i got picked to read a new play an excerpt and i was so terrified because i hadn't been 
in a cold reading setting. I've been doing the pink Hulk, thank goodness, during the pandemic and in person when it's been safe. So I've been so lucky to perform live, but I hadn't done anything outside of the pink Hulk live in what, two years. And I'm going back again to this theater group. And it was so wonderful because I said to myself, okay, Valor, you're nervous. You're on stage. What, how are you going to handle this? And it's, you know what? It's to listen. Just listen to the other actors, listen to the words, forget about people watching you up on there, forget about failing, forget about feeling you're not going to do a great job, get rid of that ego and just do the work. And so it was just really, you know, just doing those things in your life that bring you joy and to get out of your comfort zone. And then it really lifted me to finish that dance class, finish clean. You know, I, I couldn't do all the spins and the layouts, but boy, at the end of the class, people were high-fiving me and they're like, you're awesome, great job. And the teacher was like, we're so glad that you joined us and we hope you can come back. Wow. So. so how would you handle an obstacle if it came your way with this newfound awareness? I think that handling obstacles that's a great question. How do you handle it? I think that one thing that I tried not to do is that I'm Valerie impulsive, you know, thank goodness I've had a lot of improv training. So I look at obstacles as an improv exercise. Um, And I still do improv and still performed improv. Even when I was a cancer patient, Um, I kept performing And even, you know, I've never stopped performing no matter what, even through our life's events and world's events. And I think that I look at obstacles as an improv and you're not exactly sure what to do. But I think what I've learned most in life is to trust my instinct. So I use my instinct when it comes to obstacles. What's the best way to handle it? Uh, What does my gut tell me to do? And if I listen to it uh, 99% of the time, I'm correct. And I think that the other thing with instincts is that we have to listen to them. And I will share this with you that when I got cancer the third time, I had an instinct that I had cancer and called my doctor and said, I have cancer again. And this is all in the pink hulk. And they were kind of like, uh, I think you have a full chest muscle. And I was like, no, it's cancer. And so handling those obstacles is to listen to that inner voice. And then also finding people that you can trust to help you with those obstacles. I think that's really important as well, that there's a circle of trust among friends and family and, you know, psychiatrists and psychologists and doctors that if you find that circle of trust, that also helps you with your obstacles. And again, not to go it alone on those obstacles, have that superhero squad help mm. you with that. And if the superhero squad is not lifting you up, how do you remain accountable? Well, I guess my answer, that's a great question. You're always accountable. There's never a time you're not accountable, even even with the superhero squad and your Avengers squad and the superheroes. 
you're always accountable. And I think that's something that is really important to acknowledge. Um, and I think that, you know, I can't be perfect. And I think that be, trying to be perfect will make you the unhappiest person in the whole world. I'm going to mess up. I'm not going to say the right things. I'm going to flub a line in the play. I'm going to um, not say the right thing to someone. But I guess the important part is to acknowledge it and to listen to the other person of why someone feels the same way or why did I flub up that line or why, you know, there's always a why, there's always a reason and not to hide from being accountable because I think being accountable, saying you're sorry are really important words. And also most importantly is I understand why you feel that way. And to say, I will do my best to try to fix this, whatever it is. So I think we're always accountable and to acknowledge that. So Valerie, we talked a lot about all these feelings and all these anxiety producing situations happening in life. What's that one takeaway from today's conversation that you're you're going to implement? I think that talking to you and thank you so much is the takeaway is I'm going to be okay. That it's okay to feel this way. It's okay to feel sad. It's okay to feel a little lost. But I think talking to you makes me realize that it's going to be okay. And you said earlier at the very beginning of this, like, have you cried? Do you want to cry? You should, you know, and I've been stopping myself. And now I don't feel like stopping myself. I feel like having a good old cry and not, and saying, I'm not ashamed of that. I'm not ashamed to cry. I'm not ashamed to feel my emotions because I want to get them out. And I know that I don't have any control over situations in life. The only control I have is how I react to it and how I process it, you know. And then you fall back on what your dad says, which is, eh. Eh, keep, yeah. move, keep moving forward it'll Valerie. pass yeah this too shall pass eh. yeah. I, I wonder if I could make a t-shirt how do you spell eh you know, <laughs> is it and I don't know maybe I'll I'll uh, make a t-shirt with that saying because yeah. it says so much yeah. it's like things will pass you have to work through it you have to you have to keep surviving and that's what we are as, especially as cancer survivors, we know how precious life is. We know at a moment's notice something can change. And I am so grateful for my life. And I'm so grateful to be here today with you. And I'm so grateful for my friends and my family and my doctors. And just, just that's the other key ingredient to joy is gratitude we have to be grateful for what we have you know um so what if 
Cone's ice cream is out of amaretto cream, am I going to cry over it? No, there's another flavor of ice cream I can pick, and I'm grateful for that ice cream flavor, too. Which, by the way, a plug for the greatest ice cream uh, store <laughs> in New York City. <laughs> so. Wonderful. Well, is this a good place for us to uh, transition into the interview portion? Yes. Thank Great. you. Wonderful. So tell my audience more about you and and your life and what you do. Sure. Um, I am the Pink Hulk. I wrote an award-winning, internationally acclaimed solo show, The Pink Hulk, One Woman's Journey to Find the Superhero Within. It's been around uh, and helping people since 2016. It debuted, and I'm so proud of it. Uh, It's a show that's honest and frank, and it's also told with a lot of humor and warmth. And I've been doing it all over the U.S. and in uh, Europe, including England, Iceland, Finland, and Sweden. And it's made such an impact on people that I'm so proud of because my last line of my show is like, never, ever give up. That's the mantra that I live by and want to help people with to never give up and it's not just about cancer it's about any adversity in life and I also have my second solo show baggage from Baghdad which I meant earlier which is my new endeavor to also spread the word and message of love and tolerance and survival and I know that because of baggage from Baghdad and my family's escape in 1941 from the Farhud, that uh, the program I mentioned earlier, that it shaped who I am today and gave me such strength. And I hope this new play gives my family and friends and other people, everyone, anyone who sees an audience, that, that survival. And I think that what I love most about the Pink Colk is besides performing it as I feel the magic happens after the show during the audience talkbacks. And I recently did the show in New York at the cell theater and a shout out. Thank you for the cell theater um, where I had a record amount of cancer survivors and patients in the audiences with the talkbacks and, and it goes beyond the show. And there's one story that particularly stood out during that run is that there was a breast cancer patient in the audience going through a really hard time and feeling dismissed by her doctor. And my panelists and I said, you know, go with what you feel is your gut. And if you're not happy with your health care, you have the power to change it. You need to find a place where you feel at home and where the doctor is on your side. And she felt very lost and in the show, I have a pink cape, and I fly around at the, uh, on the ground, not in the air, as I mentioned earlier. That's that's my other my, my <laughs> other cape. My other cape. This cape is my ground grounded cape, and I fly around with it at the end. And then when we were all taking pictures and talking and post the talk back, she said, "Can I wear your cape? I want to put on your cape." 
Mm-hmm. And she put on, I want to feel your superhero powers. And she started running around with my cape and we took pictures. And it was just such a mountaintop moment feeling because I felt that the show and its message was making a difference and making an impact and giving her hope. And it was really one, there's so, I mean, I, I feel like I want to write a book because there's been so many incidents where people take off their jewelry after the show and I want you to have this. And someone, you know, uh, had uh, taken sunglasses off and I, uh, and I use it in the show now, these pink sunglasses, like, I want you to have it because my cousin had cancer and I simulate uh, Aruba, a beach scene at the top of the show, and I wear those pink sunglasses. Um, so it's just, it's just been such a joy. And I love acting, and I want to keep going with doing film and television and commercials and all of that to help the Pink Hulk like, be that spokesperson. So I feel I'm just loving being in this profession and when I was at that theater group, I was telling you recently where I was so nervous. Um, the the head of it was saying that we're storytellers. There's nothing more noble than than being a storyteller, and that's what actors are, poets are, artists. It doesn't matter what genre you pick, if it's visual or audio or film or TV or a painting or a poem. Um, uh, you're an artist, your, your podcast isn't, you're an artist, um, as well, that we're all artists making a beautiful picture on a canvas to help people. And I, I truly believe that, that you're a storyteller. You just have this incredible book that just came out and congratulations. That's number one. Um, you should be so proud of yourself and the difference that you're making. You're an artist. Yeah. And I'm proud and honored to know you and can't wait to read it. And uh, a friend of mine is in that book, too, that's a cancer survivor. And she, she was saying how honored she was to be a part of it. So we're all trying to create something, something to to make a difference, to stand out, to be remembered by, to have that legacy. And so I feel really my legacy is the pink Hulk and this new show and who knows what's next on the horizon, my book of travels. And, you know, I'll be going back to Iceland this summer to do the show and have bookings coming up for the show. So I want to keep moving and also be honest with people that, like I was telling you, I have my scan tomorrow and, you know, I, it's okay for me to be scared and have anxiety about it, but I can't let that anxiety and fear be a horse that gets out of the gate. And, and we need to rein those horses, that horse back in where I'm okay to, you know, buck around the rodeo, but I got to... I got to stop the noise that I'm having, but nay, nay, like (laughs) horse in my head, you know, that won't stop. So, but we are living in, in unprecedented times. I don't think we'd ever thought that we would live through what we're going through with war and pandemic. It's like the, like the plagues, you know, um, like what, what, what next we'll have, 
like um, we'll have mutant cicadas, you know, like like descending upon us, or you know, it's just there's so much going on. It's it's not a wonder that there's so much stress. However, we need to find peace in this chaos. Yeah, you know, you and I connected with that interview series, I Survived Cancer, Here's How I Did It with Authority Magazine and and Thrive Global. What was the response after that came out for you? It was, Savio, I am so grateful to you and Authority Magazine and your wonderful series. I have never gotten more responses from that interview in anything I've done. I've had people reach out to me uh, that I haven't heard from in a long time. Um, The response has been incredible. And, and with the video as well, because the video, uh, I, we always talked about a sense of humor and there was a lot of chuckles in that video that it, it was, you know, I was very proud of it. And I, I have to thank, um, Dina and Amber, my two superheroes that helped me with that, that, um, you know, that really, uh, really, put humor on something so serious and also the honesty that I had spoken about with that, like finding the right doctors, not being afraid to have help. Uh, I walked people through my three cancer experiences and remembered things that it, that's what I loved about the interview. It touched on things that I've never been asked before. And I've been grateful to be on a lot of interviews and podcasts and, this one was really special because it tapped into things that I never really talked about before that it asked a lot of questions I'd never been asked before. And the response has been amazing. Wonderful. You know, I'm curious with a listener right now, just found out they had cancer or they found out their loved one has cancer or they know someone who's unfortunately not going to do well with the diagnosis. What would the pink hole say? And what would Valerie David say? Yes, that's a great question. And again, that's happening as we speak uh, that happened with a friend of mine. Um, I think that the Pink Hulk would say, never give up. There's always going to be options. There's new treatments. There's clinical trials. There, there, we're in a time right now with medical research being off the charts. There's something new happening every day. Um, a drug that I was studying had like four more indications for it. It's now 18 indications that it helps cancers. That that the pink Hulk would say that there's always going to be hope. Never give up hope. And to your loved ones, never give up hope and let them help you. And because sometimes you you're afraid to ask for help, and to to say to yourself, you know, as a superhero is going to have a bad day, it's okay, and that we will all you'll you'll be able to find that superhero within you to fight and to keep fighting. And Valerie would say that, look at me. I'm here. Wow. I'm here. And so will you. I've survived three times. This is what stage four cancer looks like. This is what it sounds like. This is what it does. It 
Valerie travels around the world. Valerie goes out as much as she can. Valerie goes out socially, does what she wants, goes to those dance classes, <laughs> sings, plays the piano, does what she loves, tries to find joy. I'm here. Beautiful. I'm here. That's beautiful, Valerie. Wow. Thank you so, so much. But before Thank we go, you. please tell my audience where they can find you online. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Um, I, uh, first off, I my uh, website is pinkhulkplay.com. I'm going to have a new website with Valerie David. We're not sure what's, what yet because... ValerieDavid.com has been taken, so I'm going to have to find that. I, 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 I had Valerie David something, but I'm making a Valerie David website. I'm updating it, so there'll be a new one. Um, Instagram, at Pink Hulk Play. Twitter, at Pink Hulk Play. Facebook, um, at Pink Hulk, and also Valerie David. I also have a YouTube channel, Pink Hulk. I'd love for you to subscribe and watch the videos. Um, if you have any ideas about how I can bring my show to you, please reach out to me. Um, I, my email will be in the um, Pink Hulk Play website. And uh, feel free to reach out to me. And there's a way I can bring the show or do a talk back or just talk about my experience. Because I do a lot as, as well with that as Valerie David talking about her cancer experience. Uh, I'd be happy to do that. I've done many keynote speaking and uh, all kinds of guest speaking for that as well. So I'd be happy to bring baggage to Baghdad as well to you. And uh, so, yeah, so you'll find out more information about me. And I'm so honored to be here. And I hope everyone listening out there will reach out because I'd love to hear from you. Wonderful. Thank, well, thank you. you so much, Ralph. Thank really, you really so much. Yeah, thank, you, thank so much. you so much for sure. this interview and having me on here. It was sure. an honor. And Wonderful. congrats to you. I really hope you enjoyed listening to today's podcast episode of The Human Resolve. If you feel that others may enjoy this episode as well, please share socially at The Human Resolve. You can also visit my website, thehumanresolve.com, where I offer one-on-one -on -one coaching sessions, a subscription to my weekly newsletter, where I probe into the secrets from living smarter to feeding your three brains, and my author website, isurvivedcancer.co, where you can purchase my number one best-selling book, I Survived Cancer and Here's How I Did It. 35 cancer survivors share their journey and view the book trailer, including excerpts from the book. If you could also help me out and give me a review and rating on this podcast platform, because I do care what you have to say, I would really appreciate it. Now, get out there, my friends, and get busy living.